Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. I want to give a big shout out to my patrons over on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. I see you. I love you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and if you want to help support the show, support the channel, you can go to patreon.com slash round the cauldron and, um, for as little as a dollar a month, sign up there and you can get patron exclusive content. Now we can move into the topic. Um, so I told you last week what I wanted to talk about and I got a couple of responses on Twitter where I asked the same question, um, And I didn't get a lot of difference in opinion, which really surprised me. And I don't know if that's because the sphere of my Twitter following is confined to like secular witches or not a lot of Wiccans. I'm not sure, but I want to talk today about the idea that you need to know how to curse before you can learn how to cure. Now, I have heard this before, um, something along the lines of you must know how to hex before you can heal or you have to know how to curse before you can cure. And I actually found this particular quote is attributed to Z Budapest. Now, I haven't been able to find the entire quote in any of her writings and the entire quote is, um, if you cannot hex, you cannot heal. If you cannot curse, you cannot cure. That is attributed to Z Budapest. It actually comes from one of her books. I have it written down here in my notes. Um, it comes from the Holy Book of Women's Mysteries. I'll leave a link in the description and in the show notes below to where I found that. Um, I found it on Scribed and I had to sign up for a free trial in order to read it. Um, so you might have to do that too. I didn't find a free version of this particular text. So I'll link, I'll link what I've got. But the particular link that I have in the description in the show notes is on page 34. And she talks about it being um, part of a righteous hex. A hex that is reserved for violent criminals. Now I guess I should explain who Z Budapest is if you don't know. Um, if you've been in the Wiccan or the pagan community for any amount of time, I'm sure you've heard of Budapest. She is um, famous for really leading the charge in Dianic Wicca. If I'm not mistaken, she's a, she's attributed as being like the founder of Dianic Wicca. I'm not sure, but there has been a lot of controversy surrounding her and some of her ideals. But her quote in the book is worded a little different. Uh, She says that a witch who cannot hex cannot heal. Cupcakeism, turning the other cheek, is not for witches. So I think that really sums up, you know, the the original quote. Again, I couldn't find the entire quote um, being attributed to her at all. That doesn't mean it's not. It just means that it might be behind a paywall that I don't have access to. 
if you know the source of the full quote and you can link me to the citation or the book or wherever it's in, please leave that in the comments or um, send me an email. I want to be able to attribute it properly. I guess I need to talk about first what I think Z meant when she said that if, oh, if you can't hex, you can't heal. I couldn't find a particular article or writing of hers that really explained it, but in just looking through her website and the archives of her WordPress site, um, she's not opposed to hexing and cursing and doing the sorts of baneful magic that would typically be considered against the Wiccan read. And it does look like she takes things into consideration, like what is the reasoning and, you know, you need to make sure that you know for sure that this person deserves it, those sorts of things. Uh, like this one, The Righteous Hex. She says that it is specifically reserved for violent criminals and you must know without a shadow of a doubt that the person is guilty and they deserve this baneful magic to be cast upon them. Now, based on the context of the book that the quote is in, as well as some of her other writings, it would appear that Z Budapest is of the opinion that if a witch does not know how to curse or hex, then they have no business calling themselves a witch. I don't have any solid evidence to back up that claim. Um, that's only speculation on my part based on the context of the quotes and her ideas behind hexing that you can find on her website. Um, and, and you can see that she really has no problem hexing or cursing someone who she believes deserves it. Um, there is a blog post from her old website that I'll leave in the um, description and show notes. I'll leave the link to it there. Fair warning, it does talk about rape and sexual abuse, so I will put a trigger warning around that as well. So if you're triggered by those sorts of things, please use caution or just don't visit the blog post. Um, but she talks about how this person uh, these people really deserved it, so they did this hex, and it worked out in their favor. So it would make sense to me that Z Budapest would believe that you need to know how to hex and curse before you can heal and cure. And I have my own thoughts on the matter, and I found a bunch of different articles and stuff, uh, blog posts from other witches that talk about it too. I will leave all of those links in the description below so that you can get a different perspective than just mine or your own. So first, let's describe the difference between a curse and a hex. The two words are used synonymously, but they don't actually mean the same thing. And hex gets a bad rap um, because the definition of hex is just like a spell. To hex someone is to put a spell on them. And it's not always baneful magic. That's just the connotation that it has. Like the definition here that I see on Google is literally to cast a spell on or bewitch. Now curse is different. Curse is the use of magic to cause harm, essentially. And so you've got a curse, which is to cause harm, and then you have hex, which is just to bewitch someone to cast a spell on them. The connotation of the word hex is negative. You know, when you say someone has put a hex on you normally, you're thinking of a curse. So that's the way that I'm going to take it 
in this particular quote just because of the context around the quote and what it means um, or what I think it means. So now we're going to talk about my opinion on the topic. Um, not that my opinion matters, but you know, whatever. You're here for a reason, right? <laughs> um, so do I agree with Z Budapest? No. I mean, yes and no. Okay, so I believe that if it's something you believe, then it's necessary. If it's not something you believe, then it's not necessary. Uh, in the case of, say, someone was sick, okay, and you you were trying to help them and heal them, at that point, any action is good action. So a curse is technically considered baneful magic, right? Um, quote, unquote, bad magic. Uh, so if someone is sick, you have two options. You can heal the body or you can curse the sickness, right? So, okay, let me make sure that makes sense because it makes sense in my head. I'm not sure if it's going to make sense when I say it out loud. So say I was sick and I wanted to use magic and use spell work to help me. I could either do a spell to help my body help itself. Um, so, you know, drinking echinacea tea or doing some sort of healing spell, right? To help my body help itself. On the other side of that, I could essentially cast a curse on the sickness itself to die out or to just leave my body. So in that respect, I don't think it's necessary to know how to curse before you can cure because any action is good action, in my opinion. And I think Z Budapest and I look at it a little different. We have different perspectives on it. I look at it because I have a background in um, the medical field and coding and things like that and knowing the ins and outs of the body and how things work, I look at it almost from a pathophysiological perspective, which sounds really, really strange when talking about spell work. <laughs> but a doctor or a surgeon needs to know how, like, how a sickness works in order for them to heal it or cure it, right? But it's not always necessary, and sometimes what works for one thing is going to work for a bunch of things. But knowing, knowing how to do one thing can help you understand how to do the other better. Because if you understand the inner workings of, like, A, and A correlates to B, then you have a better chance of understanding B as well, if that makes sense at all. Magic is like a coin. It's got two sides. And the cursing and curing and hexing and healing and baneful and beneficial, they're just two sides to that same coin. And while it can be beneficial to know how to do one over the other, I don't think it's necessary. I really thought this episode was going to be longer, but I've said everything that I wanted to say. Um, I didn't have anyone really... Um, I didn't have anyone really disagree with me 
or disagree with other people. I know there were some uh, forum posts that I read. Um, I know there were some forum posts that I read from a long time ago that disagreed with Z Budapest, but I think in today's world, you know, it might be necessary t for some people to know how to do both. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For me personally, you know, I, I'm not one to curse anyone. Mainly because for me, it takes a lot out of me. And I don't know, it's just not something that I find productive for myself. And no one has pissed me off that much to deserve a curse. <laughs> um, so I can't, I can't look at it and say, absolutely, yes, you need to know how to curse before you can cure. Because I don't know that much about curses. Because it's not something that I have actively looked into. But after discovering this topic and really digging into it a little more, I think it's something that I'm gonna research and I'm gonna look at because it's, for one, it's interesting. And for two, it can give me a better understanding of my own magical practice and techniques. And there's an argument to be made for learning how to curse, even if you never curse anyone, in that it gives you a more well-rounded magical practice. It gives you more education and more knowledge. And then if you do need to use it for whatever reason, you have that knowledge available to you. Uh, and even in the corporate world, when I was working for um, either retail or working in the hospital, I was always an advocate for having a well-rounded team and a team that knew how to do everyone else's responsibilities just in case if, you know, one person was sick or something, we weren't left hanging. And I can, I can see how that can apply to this particular topic because the more magical tools you have under your belt, the better. The more understanding you have of the world around you and the laws of the universe, the better. Um, and then the laws of your own magic. Now, for those Wiccans out there who follow the Wiccan read, I still would think it's a good idea to at least learn about this. Not that you have to do it, but again, it can help you understand so much because you're gaining a new perspective and you're seeing that while you may not curse, other people might have reasons to curse and you might come to understand what those reasons are. Now, there is the bastardization of karma that is applied within Wicca. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that in another episode, but it would be good for anyone to really understand the beliefs of other people. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to curse. If you don't want to curse, that's fine. But I am telling you that I think it would be a good idea to at least look into the mechanics of how it all works and maybe see if it deepens your understanding or gives you a new perspective on the way your own magic works and the way your own techniques work within yourself.
So yeah, this episode is short. I keep losing my train of thought. I'm not going to lie. It's been a rough couple of days, but yeah. So honestly, that's probably the end of the actual episode, but I want to talk a little bit about why it's been a rough couple of days. Um, and maybe I will explain why we're pulling my daughter out of public school. Um, so yeah, if you're just here for the information, <laughs> I'll see you in my next video. But <sighs> COVID-19 is now in my county where I live. And we knew it was coming. We, we live in Central Oregon, so we live near the vicinity of Bend, which is really popular in the winter because we have a lot of different ski resorts around here. But we knew that it was going to come here eventually. We just weren't sure when. And it has me stressed out. So that's really we where my brain has been is trying to figure out what to do about it. Um, I know, you know, we're taking all of the standard precautions, washing our hands, doing the doing the Dracula. So when you cough or you sneeze, you raise your arm up like Dracula and cough or sneeze onto the inside of your elbow. Um, but my daughter has something called reactive airway disease. And, and now there's, there's mixed feelings about that term in the medical field, but I'm not here to debate that. I don't care about that. I just know that her lungs don't always function like everybody else's. And when she gets sick with some sort of respiratory thing, it always ends up being 10 times worse than what your average, like healthy person would have. So that's got me stressed out. Um, Everyone that's hoarding toilet paper has me stressed out because that makes absolutely no sense. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're hoarding toilet paper, stop it. Don't hoard the toilet paper. You know, there are plenty of other things that I would stock up on and toilet paper is not one of them. Um, so that's actually the main reason that I'm pulling her out of public school because her immune system is not like that of a healthy child. I mean, she's not unhealthy. She doesn't have an autoimmune disorder. She's not uh, medically considered immunocompromised, but I don't need her catching this. I don't need her getting sick. And, you know, she already struggles during the wintertime anyways, because the cold is a trigger for her symptoms. And I just don't need it getting worse. I mean, she woke up this morning and she didn't go to school because her stomach hurts, but she also is getting congested again when just two weeks ago she missed like three days of school. So she's, she's, I'm pulling her out of public school just to reduce her risk of exposure to COVID-19 and I'm going to start homeschooling her. So yeah. None of that was relevant to the topic at all, but it's relevant to my mind frame right now. And 
I know there are people out there who are saying, you know, the COVID-19 is nothing to worry about. And then there are some people who are freaking out. I am in the middle of that. You know, I'm not panicking, but I'm also not saying, oh, it's nothing, you know? So I need to take whatever measures I can for my family. And it's like I told my mom and I told my boyfriend, um, my daughter's dad, that I would rather be the parent that overreacted than the parent of a child that got sick because of this. And I know not everyone is as lucky as me and as privileged as me to be able to pull her out of school and homeschool her. And I'm really grateful for that. But it's stressing me the heck out. And I will probably revisit this topic at another time. Maybe I'll have someone on to talk about it with me. Um, I know Nightshade would probably like to talk about this. So maybe we'll do that. And we'll go from there, I suppose. So yeah, if you stuck around through this whole like nonsense that is my brain spilling out of my mouth, um, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that this episode is short. You know, I've got a whole page of notes here and I just kind of blew through it. And yeah, so stay safe. Um, wash your freaking hands. Cover your mouth when you cough. Use hand sanitizer if you have to. Do whatever you can to curb the spread of COVID-19. I mean, the spread is inevitable, but I'm not talking about that right now. So back to the topic. I don't think it's necessary for you to know how to curse before you can heal or hex before you can cure. I said that backwards. But I do think it can be helpful in your practice to give you a more well-rounded witchcraft education. So I will talk to you later. Bye for now.